Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 18, titled The Man from the Other Side. A phenomenal phenomenal episode that, suffice it to say, (laughs) is a pretty big turning point going into the last few episodes of the season. That is understatement of the goddamn year. (laughs) Uh, So the hook of this episode is that we got a few... That's all, folks. We got a few shapeshifters who have literally just crossed over into this universe. They literally just arrived, just touched down, just uh, emerged from the little embryo state, looking all freaky. Oh my god, the creature design on this is so incredible. Uh, They kill a couple in a car, and they drive off. We're now investigating... Why these shapeshifters are here, why they killed this couple, and, uh, what the hell they're doing. Uh, we got a embryo of a shapeshifter that failed to mature, that got sort of left behind, and we have that to examine, and we're sort of going into what the hell is happening, what is any of this, what is going on. All the while, Walter is still trying to tell Peter... That he is from the other side. Still trying to tell Peter that he is not from this particular universe. You have that scene where Walter's talking about how all living things die. And as a scientist, that's the hardest thing to accept. And he gets cut off by Olivia's call to Peter. To show up and investigate this thing. And Peter, the entire time, is thinking, you know, he's uh, he's carrying around this picture of him, me, and my mother. I think he wants to talk to me about how my mother died. Uh, and we find out that Peter's mother killed herself. Like, literally right after Peter left home, while Walter was in St. Clair's. His mother committed suicide. And Walter told him over the phone, the only time they talked while he was in St. Clair's, that it was in a car accident. It wasn't. Like, Peter found out later it was full-blown suicide. Uh, don't kill yourselves, kids. Just gonna, just gonna drop that little mini PSA there. Uh, but Peter thinks that Walter wants to talk to him about this. It is not. He is very, very wrong. But this very much comes into play later on in the episode. And while Fringe Division is sort of investigating all of this, investigating all of this, investigating all of this, we have the shapeshifters, the two remaining shapeshifters and Newton, planning something. They're taking specific bodies. They're 
placing these weird devices in places. Uh, they drilled a hole in a bank vault and placed something underground there. Uh, Thomas Jerome Newton, like, faked a heart attack and went in as a dead body and dropped one in a morgue. And, like, just some weird's going on. Something super weird is going on with the shapeshifters, and we don't entirely know what it is. And then we find this signal. Uh, Apparently, right around the time that first couple died, in a fairly close radius of that warehouse... Everyone's broadcast signals got, like, sort of messed with for a second. And it looks to be like this is a signal from the other side. It looks like, it looks to be like this is a signal from the other universe. And there's, like, you know, a little message hidden in there. And we go to Brandon Fit, and turns out it's math. It's... Equations that, uh, in a radio wave, look a hell of a lot similar to a solar flare. But it's slightly out of sync with that solar flare that Massive Dynamic recorded. A.K.A. that little radio wave is from the other side. But we also find out that there's a set time that those waves come in sync with each other. At 3.31pm the next day. And we have that cool little demonstration with the two metronomes. Like, imagine these are the two universes, slightly out of sync, but on rare occasions, they align. And that is what's going to happen, and Thomas Jerome Newton is going to take advantage of that in... Some way. We also get this amazing scene where Walter's trying to restart that shapeshifter embryo. Trying to get it to mature properly. And it's brilliant and amazing. And I love everything about it. Uh, They stimulate it with some electricity. Enough so that they blow a fuse. And the shapeshifter arrives... It unravels into, like, something that vaguely looks like a human. And it's, like, super creepy and really well done. And I absolutely love it. And they try to get information out of it. They try to get information out of it. They try to get information out of it. And it's he's just mumbling nonsense. Like, he's just saying, Contact Newton! Daniel Verona! Blood type! Like, just rattling off all of these stats about this Daniel Verona guy. And Walter, the shapeshifter then turns to Walter and is like, I'm sorry. And then it dies. <laughs> I definitely did the sticking tongue out thing. Like, eh. <laughs> he doesn't do that. The shapeshifter doesn't do that. But it might as well. <laughs> uh, so we got 
next to nothing out of this guy. We got next to nothing out of this shapeshifter. Walter, it would appear Walter's initial dissection uh, was bad. It would appear Walter's initial dissection damaged it, so it couldn't properly mature after that. It failed before, but it couldn't be restarted after that. And Walter blames himself, like, oh, if I had just been more careful, I could have done it. And Peter is like, hey, hey, it's it's okay, it's fine, it, it's all it's all right, you you did what you could, you couldn't have known what would happen, get some rest, dad. For the first time in this entire series, Peter calls Walter dad! Aww. It's a nice little father-son moment. It's great. It's wonderful. It's the most delightful thing ever. I'm sure this will last forever. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Ever. To... Destroy this beautiful, wholesome dynamic that's been created. I'm sure nothing will ever occur to ever destroy that. Ever. Yep, it's all gonna be good. Uh, but eventually Walter's like, wait a minute. I know what Newton's planning. And... Oh, by the way, I should mention, they arrest Daniel Verona thinking he might be a shapeshifter. He's not a shapeshifter. They didn't get to him. Uh, and basically, Walter lays out what Thomas Jerome Newton is planning. Basically saying that when uh, he and Bell sent Bell's car over to the other side. Remember, we heard about that in the Jacksonville episode where we had the car wrapped around the statue. They used ge- geometry and harmonic ha- uh, vibrations. Basically, they p- placed three high-tech harmonic rods in an equilateral triangle, had the car in the center, started the vibrational frequencies, and then it zapped it to the other universe. And then, of course, the uh, balance of mass played in, and that other car wrapped around the statue. Now, this is what Newton tried to do with the building. Again, back in the Jacksonville episode. But that attempt failed. Miserably. In horrific fashion, as we saw. Because what he attempted was placing a building from the other side where another building already was in our universe. And he also only did it on one side resulting in... Actually, I say Newton did it. Uh, The process originated from the other side, which means uh, Newton's counterparts on the other side are responsible for it. But uh, we'll just say Newton because he's the buzzword of the season. Uh, (laughs) That's what Newton's idea was. That's what Newton attempted in his first experiment. Uh, But because of the two buildings occupying the same space and the mass deal. This kind of failed miserably again in horrific, horrific fashion. So he has since found a solution around that by utilizing something that neither... that neither Walter or William Bell had before. Agents in both universes. So basically, 
both sides are setting up the same harmonic rods in the same three places. Bank, morgue, telephone pole, as we see them do. And they will both do the thing at the same time. And it'll just be a simple swap. Basically, it'll be less of a foom, disappear, foom, something reappears. Or a foom, something appears, foom, something disappears. It'll be more of this temporary soft spot where things can just be swapped relatively safely. With very little issue. But it has to be done when the universes are in sync. A.K.A. 331. I really like this idea. Honestly, I kind of love all of the ways in which they, they kind of creatively decide how to go through universes because it can't always be what Walter did in Peter in the episode Peter it it can't be always what Walter did tear open a hole in the universes and cross through it portal style because last time he did that he kind of ran the risk of destroying the world (laughs) as Carla so elegantly put it, I have become death, destroyer of worlds, worlds plural, uh, forever ruining both universes. So it can't always be that, or they just hasten that decay. So they have to come up with more creative ways. Uh, Taking over soft spots that are already there, for example, uh, that have been created by scientific advancement, hastening the decay of both universes. Uh, they use stuff like this, harmonic rods. Uh, they use, like, the stuff of just sending inorganic objects like shapeshifters or, uh, organic hybrids like shapeshifters. They do whatever the hell Bell did, which we still don't entirely know the specifics of that method. Um, like, I just, I, I love how Fringe constantly comes up with various clever ways... In its mythology to cross between universes. It's always cool. It's always really great. And by the way, uh, I <laughs> what I've been doing when I'm trying to explain these concepts of Fringe, I've literally been drawing diagrams on my, on my freaking notes. Like, I have my notes right next to me in a physical spiral notebook, and I've been drawing diagrams as I've been explaining these. Like, this is just a type of the sh- of show that just, when you're explaining stuff, you, you feel compelled to draw diagrams. You know what I mean? There, there are those types of shows where it's just like, sometimes, when you're explaining something in the show... Your hands just want to draw diagrams. That just happens. That just happens with certain shows. Uh, But anyway, all of this culminates in the spectacular bridge sequence. Uh, Walter, Olivia, and Peter are speeding over with Walter uh, basically creating a frequency to counteract 
uh, Newton's frequency. Oh, I should say, they figure out it's on this bridge. Uh, basically because they know Verona works in this morgue. So, they put the morgue as the first point. Uh, the body of this other dude that works in the bank dropped. They found that body, so they set in the bank. And of course, it's this is an equilateral triangle that they're creating, so it can only be one of two points that the third one is at. So they're looking at what's in the center of both of those triangles. And Olivia notices, wait a minute, the center of one of the triangles is a bridge. And remembering what she heard in Walter's story about Peter is like, yeah, water would uh, absorb the excess energy. So that would be the safest possible place to do it. Like, just remembering what Walter told her in secret. And you have that moment where Peter's just looking at, confused at Olivia, like, Wait, what? How did you, what? (laughs) Because he did not hear this story. Very obviously. But anyway, they raced over to this bridge. Walter's got this thing going to counteract the signal. They get to the bridge. They fight these two shapeshifter cops. These two shapeshifters posing as cops that Olivia identifies very quickly. There's this big gunfight. Uh, They get over to the bridge. As the thing's starting, Walter's trying to set this up. Peter's helping him. They're setting up this counteracting thing. Setting it up, setting it up, setting it up. Walter starts it. It's not working. Uh, There's a problem with Walter's algorithm that he created. And Peter is fixing it. Peter is fixing his work. And then as it's starting, Peter's like, hey... Everyone get off this bridge, including Walter. You two, there's nothing else you can do here. Go, get him out of here. I'll stay here and do this. So it's just Peter and this one stupid FBI agent who stays behind. And Peter's trying to stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. The signal starts. We see the bridge on the other side. And a man walking across it. We don't know who this man is, but we know he's a man from the other side. What? That's the title. (laughs) Wow. So, Peter's doing this, doing this, doing this. FBI agent gets, like, completely disintegrated. Like, he just poofs into nothing. Like, he wasn't even there. But Peter's alive. And the man from the other side is alive. Peter stops it. Bridge from the other side disappears. Man is nowhere to be found. We don't know what's going on. Uh, We have no closure on this. We do not know who this man is. We do not know what the hell Newton was doing. We just know that something was there and now something's not. And Peter gets knocked out by the initial shockwave after the cancellation. Wakes up like a day and a half later and it's like, Hey, I want to talk to Walter alone. And Walter shows up and is like, Oh, yay, Peter, you're alright. And Peter's like, You know, there was a man on the bridge. Had to have been from the other side. 
And there was also this FBI agent who was stupid and stayed behind for some reason. This haunts me to this day. How is this man so dumb? Okay, whatever. There's this stupid goddamn FBI agent who stayed. And he died. He disintegrated like it was nothing. But the man's okay. And I'm okay. And at this moment, Walter's like, oh shit. This is this is the moment I've been dreading. And Peter's like, I'm not from here, am I? It's why I can't remember my childhood. It's why... I can't remember the second thing. It's why my mother killed herself. Because she couldn't live with your lie. And Peter's just ripping into him. And Walter keeps trying to explain himself. Trying to explain himself. But he keeps like doing the Walter thing of stammering through. And not being all that coherent. And Peter's like, no. Get out. I want to be alone now. Leave. And Walter leaves, and Peter is left alone. And then we get our ending, our twofold ending. First off, Thomas Jerome Newton has his man from the other side. The man from the other side ended up crossing the bridge successfully. And we don't know who this man is. We just know that Thomas Jerome Newton calls him Mr. Secretary. That's all we know. That's literally the only thing. And this man is laying down. Thomas Roman Newton's like, hey, listen, you cross between universes. That's a strain on your body. It's unpredictable. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, So we'll knock you out for a little bit. And then hopefully when you wake up, you'll be all good. And then second fold of this ending. Olivia shows up at Walter's house and is like, hey, listen. Peter checked out of the hospital. He's not at the lab. He's not answering his phone. He's gone. And that's where it ends. So, oh my god. So much in this episode. So obviously the big thing is Peter now knows he is from the other universe. He is pissed. And rightfully so. He's just in the wind, so we don't know where he is. And in the midst of all that, we have this man from the other side who we don't know who he is. We don't know who his agenda, what his agenda is. We don't know what's going on there in the Thomas Jerome Newton, Mr. Secretary land. Like, just... This episode's so good. This episode is so freaking fantastic, and I love everything about it. Oh, uh, we only got four left. We only got four episodes left in this season. One in particular, the one I'm going to talk about tomorrow, it's a very different episode. And I'm very excited to talk about it because I love it with every fiber of my being. And then after that, it's a race to the finish. But this 219, oh boy, is 219 something else. Good God. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show 
patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Uh, last night, I put up uh, my discussion about the autobiography of Malcolm X. Yes, me, a white man on the internet in 2020, spent almost a half hour talking about the words of Malcolm X. Uh, so if you ever wanted to listen to me basically walk through a field of bear traps, go ahead and listen to that. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark just a dollar a month. Uh, I'm sure that went great. I'm sure there's no accidental idiocy, uh, my, uh, moronic white self showing at all. I'm sure there's none of that. <laughs> oh, God, this is the moment where you realize I've made so many mistakes. Uh, Jesus Christ. So that exists. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 19. Talk to you then.